welcome to to gut talk uh amazing Thank thanks cassie for having for, for being here I, I'll, I'll just kind of kick it off and then kai of course is always jump in as well yeah um, i just wanted to make a quick note for ahead. everyone yeah, that's um that's joining us if you have any questions uh as stefan and cassie and i are chatting please feel free to drop those questions into the chat and then we'll do our best to uh answer your questions as we go yes excellent reminder uh so let's see Cassie, I've known Cassie for probably what eight or nine years now. It seems like I when she was so, a Chicago yeah. fixture, uh, and then yeah. she, you know, opened stores and opened stores in in Dallas. But maybe just give us a bit of the background, Cassie, as to kind of why we're even talking uh, to you today. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, um, I mean, I, I'll give you the real short version. But basically, after being in the corporate world for about ten years after college, found that I had a passion for sustainable food and health, and that started what we were just talking about, which was opening a little organic grocery store called Green Grocer in Chicago, which is still there to this day. We sold it about two years ago. And then in 20, that was 2008, we opened that. 2013, we opened a store down in Dallas, also by the same name, had that for about five years. Uh, we did end up closing it down a couple of years ago. But during that time, I went to a, I took, I did a program called, uh, Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York to become a certified health coach. So that started happening. And, and I did that in 2015, 2016, started building a health coaching practice. And then the other piece that has become a huge part of my life is one of the products that we used to sell at Green Grocer was called elderberry syrup. And we started producing that and started growing that. And that's been a really big piece of this whole thing, which I think is kind of why we're talking today. Cause a lot of what everybody yeah. wants to know about is immunity and how to stay healthy and, you know, how to do your best to hopefully avoid, or at least reduce your, you know, beat down that could come with this whole COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I used that phrase recently in another mail and I'm like, does that translate anymore? Like a beat, this is such a, such a like a 1990s gangland style reference. It's like how to avoid yeah. the beat down, especially talking to two white as snow people on the, on the call, which is hysterical as well. But. They're like, I'm not following you. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a lot of why we're here. And I know that the health coaching piece has given me a really great training and, and broad holistic view of, of certainly my vision of what health and wellness looks like. And our elderberry syrup is part of that, but there's so much more, you know, just a ton more than that, obviously. Well, I do want to talk about elderberry, obviously. We, we take it here at the house. We love it. Uh, Sarah Elizabeth, my better half, is a huge fan, as am I. It calls it taste so good. Uh, so we'll get, to that, in, we'll get to that in a little while. But it's, good. It's, it's, like, it's like eating candy that's healthy. It's just amazing. That's how I um, feel, too. <laughs> I know. I love it. It tastes better than, than our probiotics, that's for sure. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Those you can just take with water, at least. That's yep. true. Just, yeah, you don't, you don't chew them. It's a, it's a bad, yeah. <laughs> bad outcome. Yeah. Uh, so, but let's, let's talk about actually kind of the, the health coach thing. I think everyone is right now really curious, as you're cooped up in your house, there's no end of articles on the web or on the news or anywhere else or on Facebook, if you uh, love going to, to that thing, uh, about how, what to do to get healthier. And I think, to me at least, it's overwhelming. And not that you have all the answers, but certainly you are somebody who has been in the space for a long time, starting yeah. even from back in the day when you had the grocery store, which was extraordinarily focused on healthy foods and that you, you could walk in there and be kind of guilt-free, right, as you shop because yeah. you knew things there were, were not going to kill you, which was great. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> um, so like, what, what are some things that, uh, of all the things you've seen so far, 
what are some yeah. actual adjustments we're all about making things simpler uh, making health simpler what are some things that right now we should be doing uh, from your health coach perspective and, and your vast background in the space yeah well so one thing i before i address that i actually yeah. want to say that i take jetson i've been taking it for about six <laughs> months and i love it and i'm not i swear that's not why i'm on this call but i i am Thanks, what is it the whole like hair club for men like not mm. only am i the, not only am i on the call but i'm a customer too but i really i've loved just the it just seems like it's fine-tuned my digestion which has been great oh, um so, so that's i think that's a huge part of it which i i will talk about but yeah you're right there's a ton of information out there right now it's just super it's a super overwhelming time for so many people you can kind of feel just the collective um, stress and anxiety. And I loved on your last call, how the, the doctor that you had on was mentioning that it's just vulnerability. And I was like, yes, I think everyone feels so vulnerable right now. So what I always think about is what can I control? What can I not control? There's a lot going on right now that we just have no control over. And so for us to really regulate and think about what can I control and, and work on those things, I think helps just bring peace of mind which has a huge impact on our health. So for me, the number one thing, and this has been probably even with my clients is sleep, mm. <laughs> like on a really basic level. You know, I usually find the things that work are not the sexiest things. There's, it's not like <laughs> right. the big shiny object that's like, right. hey, do this thing over here. It's like, no, just go to bed at a reasonable hour and you know, don't be on your phone until midnight or 1 a.m. So that's something that I think most people, you know, if you struggle with sleep or not, you know, you can, you can tell if you are alert during the day, if you feel energized, if you feel pretty sharp, you know, or if you literally have trouble sleeping where you can't fall asleep or you wake up in the middle of the night. So that's a big piece of it. I think there's some really good ways. And when I say anything, it's never with ultimate rigidity. It's not, you have to do this 100% of the time because then that sets up a whole other set of issues. But I think to have some sort of routine in the evening. And I think the biggest thing right now is like, put your damn phone away. Can I, can I cuss? You can totally swear. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, good. Cause I do have a sailor mouth. So sometimes this is one of the things I tell my clients. I'm like, if you don't like cussing, we're probably not going to be a good fit. We we, we had a, we had a conversation this morning uh, because we were on obviously on video calls all the time. And and I have a bit of a potty mouth myself. And I, I had to tell the team, Look, if I'm on a video call with you, make sure your kids aren't in the room because I'll, I'll be saying something. And then I'll see a little two-year-old kind of walk in the frame. Like, what are you doing? Do not let the kids in the room on I a video told call. You. Put on the AirPods. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So Uncle Stefan exactly. does stop screaming the S Stops word. dropping uh, F-bombs. Yeah, exactly. Your, I try to avoid flavor. that, but sometimes I just get passionate. Okay, I'm sorry. Sometimes so it just comes out. No, but so, so I think the sleep piece, um, having, a, having a strict as possible the phone does not get touched after yeah. a certain time. For me, I, I mean, I'm not perfect at it. No, there's no such thing, but I find that on the days where I just put a phone, put my phone in the other room, even if my husband and I are sitting and hanging out watching a movie or, you know, whatever, out in the backyard with a fire, by just not having my phone near me, it is so much easier to not pick it up. Such a simple thing. I think that's a big piece. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like some sort of movement whatever that looks like for you. That could be, um, you know, super intense, like sweat, hit, sprints, boxing. That could just be some stretching and a walk around the block. Mm -hmm. I think those are things. And I feel like, especially for people right now, you know, this is just such a, it's just such a unique time. And it's a time that I think we're all kind of adjusting to in different ways. Um, 
some people are struggling to find motivation. You know, maybe they're working from home and that's totally new. Maybe they're recently laid off. So there's a lot of stress with that. But I think finding, finding that little thing. And, and for me, what I've realized is some sort of movement, especially first thing when I get up. Now, I'm not getting up as early as I used to. Like I used to be up at 520 working out at 6 a.m. I'm actually not holding myself to that standard at this time because it doesn't feel good. And I've got some flexibility. Mm -hmm. I know not everybody does. Some people have mm -hmm. to be on a call at 8 a.m. So you do what you mm -hmm. can. But I think to have some sort of gentle movement. Um, and then I would say really getting in touch with what not just I call, but the intuitive eating model. Have you, are you familiar with Go, go for it. No, I'm not. Uh, no. So um, there are these two dietitians who wrote a book called Intuitive Eating. And, you know, I think on a really surfacey level, and this is something I've just recently within the last couple of years have come across. I've really shifted my, my viewpoints on food and, and health and nutrition. Um, what they really focus on is not necessarily eating the perfect amounts of everything, or, you know, you have to have this much of this and this much of this and stay away from this and stay away from that. But they're really talking about getting in touch with your own wants and needs. And that doesn't necessarily just mean what you want in that moment. Like, yeah, if we're just talking about straight up taste, pizza and donuts, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I like vegetables, but you know, it tastes even better than kale. Pizza. pizza. <laughs> like there's a reason we don't have kale huts around, you know, like <laughs> it's, but I think intuitive eating for me takes a much broader view, which is not only what sounds really nice right now, but also how do I want to feel today? You know, and, and probably for people who have even some deeper underlying health issues, it's like, how do I want to feel next month? How do yeah. I want to feel this year? And I know that's a big thing you guys talk about with the probiotics as well. Yep. Um, but also just, just being gentle with yourselves, trying to adjust to something that is, we've just never dealt with, especially collectively. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's no, there's no one who's not somehow affected by this. So just to also give yourself a little bit of compassion and, you know, there are worse things in my opinion that you can do um, than like, if you're like, I just really want some gummy bears. It's like, okay. Like, <laughs> it's not like you're, you know, like smoking up a whole thing of crack cocaine, like they're gummy bears. Right, yeah, you might right. not feel like your number one self right after that. I know for me, if I eat a lot of sugar, I get just sleepy. But mm -hmm. also just being willing, and, and you might disagree with this. I know you've got a lot of health and, and you know, nutrition experience as well and knowledge. But this has just been my experience that the stress associated with trying to do everything right ends up kind of just screwing yeah. you up. Whereas if you can have that wiggle room and know that like, you know, this week I might be kind of off the rails with my food and then probably next week I'll get back on because I remember mm -hmm. how it feels to feel good, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And then I think there's just some basic things with, um, you know, taking the right supplements. I'm not a huge supplement person. Actually, yeah. Yeah. what I take is pretty basic. I do a good quality multivitamin. I do our elderberry syrup. Mm -hmm. I do the Jetson probiotic. And then I might some days throw in a fish oil, um, mm -hmm. I might some days throw in an L-theanine, but I don't do those every day. Um, and I actually supplement cycle. I don't know if you, if you guys recommend that, except with my probiotic. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we do it for you. That's why, right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You guys actually do. No, that's true. With changing up the strains. Right. Um, Cassie, could, you, could you tell us more about um, intuitive eating? 
Yeah. So to me, it's like, again, if I'm going to eat whatever I want, it, to your point, it's going to be, it's going to be French fries. And it's going to be pizza every day. Um, so I'd, I'd love to better understand how that connects to eating healthy and, and really what the kind of summation of the book is. Yeah. And so, I mean, these, the two women who wrote the book are, I would I assuredly way smarter than I am. So I'm going to do my best to give you my understanding of it in summary. But really, I feel like the biggest thing is, you know, as we're all kind of born as intuitive eaters, you know, and that's just, that's part of the human experience, which is why kids sometimes will push things away. They'll really enjoy one thing. And so it's not, it's not a bad thing to dislike something. You know, you might not, a certain texture doesn't agree with you. A certain flavor doesn't agree with you. And that doesn't mean you don't keep trying it because obviously our taste buds change. But I think the biggest thing is really just getting in touch in that moment. And it's not so much about like hunger and fullness. It's not like, oh, well, why am I eating right now? Is it because I'm hungry or is it because I'm feeling stressed? It's more just really asking yourself and having some pretty deep self-awareness to go, what do I want right now and what's going to serve me? So that's, those are kind of the questions that I think about. You know, I could, I could make a really strict diet. And again, I, this has been something in the last couple of years that I've shifted. I used to be Mm -hmm. much more kind of on the um, pretty strict paleo with lots of plants, but you know, Mm -hmm. no grains, no refined sugars. And what I found for myself and for a lot of my clients is when you make foods restricted or forbidden, what do you want the most? What do you fantasize about the most? You fantasize about that, that darn thing that you're saying, yeah, that you're saying I can never have that. Right. Right now. (laughs) (laughs) See, now we're talking about pizza. But so, um, so instead of making anything forbidden or bad or moralizing food, It's more about, you know, really having that conversation with yourself. And it becomes less of a, in my experience, becomes less of an obvious conversation and it becomes much more kind of a subconscious conversation. But at first you're going, well, what sounds good right now? You're okay, well, what sounds good? Maybe pizza sounds good. Let's just use, we'll stay on that. Um, Now everybody's going to have pizza for lunch probably. (laughs) Um, But but you go, okay, well, cool. So what kind of pizza? Well, you know, I really just whatever. I want pizza, hut pizza. And then the next question that I start to ask myself would be, all right, what am I going to do to this afternoon? Do I need to be my brain locked in? Do I have some calls that I really want to be alert on? Do I have some work that I'm doing that I want to be dialed in? Or maybe this is a Sunday afternoon and we're just going to chill at the house. And, you know, I don't really need to be that locked in on stuff. So a lot of what I'm gauging is how do I want to feel after I'm eating this? And some days I go, actually, I just really want the pizza and it's okay if I'm tired afterwards. And what I found as I transitioned myself into intuitive eating was that there was certainly a period of time where like, it was kind of wheels off because for almost 30 years, I restricted myself. You know, I wouldn't say I had an eating disorder, but definitely a pretty screwed up relationship with food. Like if it was a relationship with a human, any Mm -hmm. therapist would have been like, no, like we got to shut this thing down. But by, you know, there was, so there's this period of time where you've been restricting for so long and saying so many foods are forbidden or bad and food doesn't have morality. Like it just, it just doesn't. Right. Um, so there was that that period of time. We'll go back to that where I was like, okay, am I, am I ever going to stop eating gummy bears? Cause that was the thing that like, I like candy and I'm like, all right, I have to trust that at some point this is going to normalize. And it did. It was probably about two years ago that I started this. And after 
you know, I don't know, probably a few weeks, but like I ate a lot of gummy bears in those few weeks, but I started to realize how I felt. I was like, whoo, okay. It's tough for me to like get through this afternoon. If I'm chowing down on some gummy bears at lunch, <laughs> like you, but you just start, this, this is, this is the thing for you. This is your kryptonite gummy bears. I know. Right. Yeah. Like I'm just like, you know, like railroading them in the car. Like, right. It was like um, mainlining gummy bears. Yeah. But so, so I think for so long, I was like, those are bad. They're awful. They're evil. They're not like food isn't evil. Food is just food. But what I started tuning into is, man, I really, I actually feel good when most of the time I'm eating foods that are nutrient dense, you know, that are, that are fueling me from a like fiber, good fat, you know, like the vitamins and nutrients. And I feel very lucky and privileged to be able to afford that. And that we Mm -hmm. have that close by, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. live in a community where I don't have access. Mm -hmm. So there are those things, but then just by giving myself, and I think this is the big thing with intuitive eating so much of it is by removing some of the restrictions. It actually takes a lot of the allure out of those previously very alluring foods. So now I can have gummy bears at the house, but I might not eat them for a week. And then I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh, okay. I'll have a couple of those. Got it. And I thought, I thought you were going to say an hour, but that's cool too. A week is good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some days, I mean, like some days I'm like, these are tasting really good. But I remember good I used to say to people, um, you know, God, how can you keep junk food in your house? Like once it comes mm. in our house, it's just gone because it was that, all right, I gave myself permission, like better eat it all. Cause you're not going right. to have any sugar tomorrow. And I think right. just by shifting the mindset a little bit, what I've found is I obsess way less about food. I mean, almost not at all, which means that that constant stress and anxiety is gone, which helps your immune system. If you don't have that low grade stress, whatever is causing it. And it really frees up your brain space. So again, it's kind of taking this more gentle view and I, and I would welcome your thoughts on this too, because I, I know you all eat super duper healthy and I love it. Like I think I love eating at your house. Like when Sarah Elizabeth and I cook food and yep. then go to that Frankie and Joe's place. That ice cream. <laughs> <sighs> well, listen, so you, you've talked about immunity a lot and that's, and that's, uh, the food is a key part of that, but I really do want to get into, to what you've done with Hillberry. Uh, yeah. and kind of the, the path you took and kind of what that, what that looks like. Uh, and then really just kind of understanding the benefits of this thing. Yeah. So like maybe, maybe a, a you already kind of gave us the, the kind of story around how you found it, but yeah. why, why did you get so into it? What are the benefits? Why is it so powerful? Yeah. So we, um, we first started um, using the elderberry ourselves. So the company was a small, it was a family in, in Dallas that was producing it. We were buying it at Green Grocer and selling it. And what we found was we would joke that it was our health insurance plan for our employees. Somebody would come in with a cough. And I'd be like, take elderberry. Mm. They come in with allergies, take elderberry. So we had, we became huge fans of it just as we were customers. And then this family was moving out of town and asked us to buy their company. And we thought, yeah, okay, that's sure. We'll, we'll buy it. I mean, we were one of three of their customers. It was a really small business at that point. But so it really started that we saw immediate results with ourselves, with our staff. And then with all of our customers from Green Grocer, we'd start hearing these stories of people saying like, oh my God, I normally get, you know, bronchitis every year and I didn't get it this year. My own mom had, has had that experience. She used to get bronchitis and pneumonia for like literally every year for three weeks, she'd be down. Since she started taking elderberry, she hasn't gotten it. Mm-hmm. 
And she's like, this is really the only thing I've changed in my routine. Um, so that was a big piece for us. And then just, we started, you know, researching more, of course, like the actual benefits, not just mm -hmm. our anecdotal information. Right. And, you know, what we found out is that elderberries have been used for centuries. Um, I mean, Hippocrates mentions elderberries, like they're mentioned in 1500 scientific papers. And really the, the big thing is they're super high in antioxidants. Mm -hmm. um, you never want to eat raw elderberries because they'll make you sick, not like death, but probably give you a pretty gnarly stomach ache. Huh. So we cook our berries and then we press them. Um, but the, the biggest thing is these antioxidants and we can talk a little, I know you guys mentioned there's this whole thing of elderberry and COVID-19. There's right. some stuff and I can address that, but we're really... Too. Yeah, but really what we're seeing is that it helps your immune system have a balanced response, which means if your immune system is under-functioning a little bit because, and it's got you know, a bacterial or a viral infection that it's fighting, it actually helps produce more like messages to the front lines. Like I almost think of it as like marching orders. Hmm. So it helps produce, increase that. Whereas if your immune system is overreacting, like in allergies, which is an overreaction of your immune system to an allergen in the environment, it actually helps calm that. So it's a really interesting balancer. And you know, they don't, they don't know exactly why, like right. there's like the bioflavonoids, there's, um, what is the, gosh, the word is escaping me right now. And I'm not a scientist and I'm not a doctor. So if someone's like super technical out there, they're gonna be like, this is the most layman's layman's term I've ever heard someone explain, but this is how I understand it. Most people <laughs> I know. Um, but I think that, you know, we're just, there've been enough scientific studies as well as anecdotal evidence, as well as just centuries of use that we've seen this is a really great thing to have, if not just in your medicine cabinet as needed, something to take just a little bit on a mostly daily basis. Mm -hmm. You know, I do it, I do it five days a week typically. Okay. And Cassie, is yeah. there a difference uh, between elderberry syrup or elderberry gummies? You know, what are some of the form factors and is there one you recommend? Yeah, so liquids are most easily assimilated in the body. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just how our, our body can, can kind of absorb stuff most easily. Mm -hmm. The tricky thing with the gummies is you have to put so much other stuff in the gummy to make it a gummy. So the amount of elderberry that you're actually getting from a gummy versus, say, a liquid, um, or even, honestly, probably a dehydrated pill, I don't know that much about those. I can't, I don't want to speak to that because I don't have a lot of info about that. But you're just getting a lot more concentration from an elderberry syrup versus an elderberry gummy. And I know that's tricky because the gummies taste delicious, but if you look at the concentration of a gummy versus not only our syrup, but I would say most any syrup, you're getting a lot more bang for your buck from the syrup and then you're not getting the additional sugar and you know, yeah. whatever. And maybe. how do you tell the difference between a good syrup and not a good syrup? You know, if, if, if you know, as a customer that might not have yeah. access to your product, yeah. uh, what should I look for? So what I would look for is something that doesn't have a lot of additional ingredients. Um, that's something about ours that I really like. We don't do any preservatives, thickeners, emulsifiers, or stabilizers. So, you know, the little hidden things, especially people who have really sensitive digestive systems or a lot of food allergies, you know, things like malic acid, dextrose, citric acid, all those things just could potentially not be great for that individual. And I always kind of feel like as much as we can to have the most clean product, especially when it comes to a supplement. And there are other, I mean, we're not the only 
well done elderberry syrup out there. I mean, clearly I think we're the best, but you know, <laughs> but it's not to say that there aren't other, you know, high quality products out there. So for people who don't have access to ours, you know, I think just looking for something that's lower in sugars, a lot of them have a lot of sugar in them. Um, and again, I'm of the school of thought, if I'm going to eat sugar, I want to enjoy it, throwing down some gummy bears. Yeah. Not, (laughs) not, not getting it through my, almost like my medicine or my supplements. And so there are different dosing for different people. So I give my kids right now, I give them an elderberry gummy every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I would love to give them a syrup instead. Could I give them your product? Is it, is, is it, is it just a matter of dosing or is it really kind of a different product? No, I mean, what we found, and I know some companies actually have like a four kids version. I, I don't know. I think the difference might just be sugar content. Like a lot of times kids like it a little bit sweeter, but for us, it's really just dosage. So we recommend for a daily dose for an adult, one to three teaspoons for kind of, you know, uh, immune support. You can up that if you're not feeling well, or if you feel something coming on. And then for kids, it's about half of that. Now, the one thing with our product, because we have raw honey in it, kids over, under one years old should not take it because they're, mm-hmm. that's right. just general for raw honey, the whole botulism yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 And but people, people can buy the product online. So it's not just in Dallas and Chicago, but right now it looks like you're sold out. So that's... <laughs> and we're working on that. Yes. We've had some delays on some of this production stuff. So... Yeah. hopefully very soon. Yeah. We are available on Amazon prime and then on our website, but yeah, it's, you're right. It's pretty readily available. I mean, most people order online, but yeah. I mean, I also encourage people with us being sold out right now, like you should go ahead. I, I think it's a great supplement to use. Just, I think our product is absolutely premium, but I think mm-hmm. to do something elderberry related is, is a good idea just to help keep your immune system supported during this time. And Cassie, you touched a little bit on COVID-19 and there's been some kind of strange news about, you know, the need to avoid elderberry or that elderberry makes COVID-19 symptoms worse. Um, right. Tell us about that, what you've been hearing and, and your perspective on, on all this. Yeah. So, and I, again, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor. So what I'm doing is I'm looking at research and articles from medical professionals and then pulling that. So, um, we, I actually, and I'll say this, there's a link on our Instagram bio and our website is cassiegreenhealth.com. And you can go to our FAQ to find all the articles I linked. And I did about an eight minute YouTube video that's posted. The link is there that really goes into depth, which I won't go into as much depth here, but yeah, there was a, like, there was a really sensational Instagram post that was like, warning, don't take elderberry with COVID-19 which like we touched on before, there's so much information, there's so much unknown, so much fear out there that people see that and they go, oh my God, you know, and they kind of freak out. Well, when you dug a little bit deeper, so there were some studies, studies that were linked, but what I, like you couldn't really open them and none of them actually, once people were able to open them, none of them linked elderberry with issues with COVID-19. So the, the main thing that this, Instagram post that unfortunately I think kind of went viral and then just had people really understandably worried because this is a new experience for all of us is that there's a very advanced state thing that can happen rarely with COVID-19, which is called the cytokine storm or CRS cytokine release syndrome. 
So this is, and I, again, this is all research that I've done. This isn't me. This is me looking at people way smarter than I am to pull this information. But essentially in a really advanced stage of COVID-19, there can be what's called a cytokine release storm. And essentially it's kind of like an, an over-inflammation of your lungs, like your own immune system. So if you think about the way an autoimmune disorder works, it's almost like your own immune system is like clogging up your lung function. This is happening again, very advanced stages, people with underlying health issues. Um, and there's no research. And I looked high and low, like, and I, and I would invite anybody listening. If you have like a scientific paper, a medical professional paper that says otherwise, please send it to me because I want to be like, I would never want to recommend something that would hurt people, you know, of course. So I'm like, I was digging deep. So there's no correlation between elderberry and cytokine release syndrome or CRS. What I think maybe some of these people were making a leap is because in some studies years ago, they showed that um, we talked a little bit about like increasing the messaging to the front lines right. of your immune system. So there are different kinds of cytokines, which are pro-inflammatory and anti-inflammatory. And I think what maybe some people got wrong or in, in my opinion, and well, not even my opinion, in my research with reading a lot of these experts say this, is that people were making an assumption that elderberry caused an increase of only pro-inflammatory cytokines and not the anti-inflammatory. Whereas what research shows is it actually creates more of a balancing act, not so much an increase of this one type, type that could potentially add to additional inflammation, which then could potentially add to a very rarely a CRS. CRS. It's just a big right. scary thing. And the word cytokine storm is just a scary phrase. Sounds like, terrifying. Yeah. My God. Yeah. I'm like, who marketed that? The people who started the movie saw, like, that's like a killer <laughs> term, you know? Sounds like yeah. a, a Marvel movie or something. Right. Oh exactly. my gosh. It's, it's the new, it's, it's totally the new villain, but it wasn't just elderberries. Also echinacea was, was tagged in this. I believe yeah. even uh, ibuprofen, I think was tagged in this as well. Yeah. So there's a bunch of, of different things that were tagged in this cytokine. And that's, I think the same question on echinacea and same research I did that you did too, where it looks like you're towards the advanced stages. If you're already in the hospital, you're not getting elderberry at that point to be, to be frank. And that's, uh, and that's exactly it. Like once you're yeah. at that point, like you're not making the there's decisions of what things. you take. Yeah. And so what I said, you know, what I said on our YouTube video, it was just, I'm going to keep taking it because in my experience and in my research, it helps keep my immune system as robust as possible. Like it's one of a number of things, sleep, stress management, movement, nutrition, you know, supportive relationships, all those things that actually help keep my immune system robust. So I'm going to keep taking it. And if for some reason I did get sick, I might go, okay, well, do I want to keep taking it or do I want to pause? But to your point, if you're in the hospital, like you're not, you're not in your own uh, medicine chest digging through and finding the right. herbs. Yeah. So that's, you know, and I, I like I said, I, I would say anybody who wants to have a conversation about it, please go to our FAQ page first. That's really what I know. And I keep checking to make sure that I've got the most current information. But if you have like a, a paper that mm -hmm. correlates, send it on my way. Great. Yeah. Um, let's see, a question from Jesse Goldberg on the chat. Uh, it is uh, a couple of questions. One is, how is it different, which I think we kind of talked about. So less sugar, honey, sweetened. And, and for anybody listening, this, this isn't meant to be a product pitch, but it does taste like magic candy. It's delicious. <laughs> Uh, especially keep it in the fridge and it's just like cold in the morning. It's gorgeous. So, um, but that, 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 the, the, the business standpoint, like 
how are you managing selling out? Is it is because of the immune, uh, is it because of, of COVID? Is that what happened? Did you see a spike there in sales? Is that when it really kind of jumped up? Yeah. And, and yeah. is this a net good thing for you, I guess, is, is the question. Well, I mean, it's certainly this is a time when I think people are looking to support their immune system. And I'm, I don't know if you guys are seeing this as well, but it's like maybe people who normally wouldn't be looking to a natural product are like, hey, mm -hmm. I need to do whatever I can to help keep healthy. You know, or if I were to get sick, my thought is, hopefully I don't get it. Obviously, that would be great. Right, right. And if I do get it, hopefully because I've got a pretty robust immune system, I'm going to have a shorter duration and intensity of symptoms. Nothing is guaranteed, of course, right. but this is kind of, you know, what you work towards. So I think that with, yeah, to answer the question real simply, which I was not about to, um, yeah, selling out is crazy and we sold out way faster than we expected. Like way, way faster. My husband and I were like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> I've got a little Toyota Prius that I deliver a product into our local right. DFW accounts. And I've been joking that it's like a low rider because I have so many cases so of elderberry in, in it. Yeah. <laughs> like I just need like a rap video and slow-mo driving <laughs> in the background. But um, so yeah, it's been really busy. And then we kind of on our end had, you know, because I think partly because of COVID and just because we we were expecting this batch to last us a lot longer mm -hmm. Then we've kind of been scrambling with some supply issues and things like that, that we're, that we're working through. I mean, we really yep. hope that, that we're hoping within the next week or two to produce more because being sold out, I don't like that. You know, I don't right. like not being able to get our customers what they want and, you know, but it's, it's sort of everybody, everyone's dealing with some level of this. Some level of supply chain challenge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, that's good. I'm glad you guys are powering through. I'm sure you, you are the scrappiest people I know. So it'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll make it, you'll make it happen. Thank um, you. A couple of questions from Aaron actually asked, uh, around grocery shopping again, putting, so now we're shifting from elderberry kind of to the recipe health coach side yeah, as well, like in, in, in grocery shopping and the, like in the current state where things are not on, like we, we were out yesterday or a couple days ago and like the strangest things were out of stock. They, like, uh, uh, what was we were, look, we were looking to buy something? Maybe it was a bean or something. Or uh, I, I looked for turmeric that was out of stock. I like fresh turmeric. So, so in in a state where like things are going out of stock or things are limited, um, are are there are there really kind of good go tos that you recommend to to eat healthy when dealing with? TP shortages and turmeric shortages and, <laughs> right. and everything else. Yeah, hoarding TP and turmeric. That's <clears> exactly. The theme That's of what, 2020. I was, apparently, I was pretty pissed off. To be honest, I was looking forward to this dish. I'm like, I can't get turmeric now. I'm, I'm pretty pissed off. Right now. <laughs> well, and that's perfect. Actually, perfect idea is to we've got to shift our expectations of yeah. of having you know of following a recipe exactly. This might force uh -huh. some people who are very used to going. Why well, you know I've got the recipe on my phone. I can't substitute anything to go, okay, well, what could I substitute for this? You know, and I mean, turmeric's kind of a specific thing, right, but right. you know, there are other things where it's like recipe calls for asparagus, stores got Brussels sprouts, let's mm -hmm. do that, you know? Um, so that's what I think shifting our expectations of, of what a perfect meal is gonna look like. Um, having some staples on hand, of course, is a great idea, you know. Yeah, so what are those, those go-tos that are healthy now that if it's like yeah. fresh foods out, like what do you recommend right now for people? So I would definitely make sure if you can to have some beans dried and canned. Um, mm. You know, rice is a great, that's such a staple in our house. And then things like polenta and quinoa, just those easy things to 
change up a base. And I know some people are, are grain free. And if that's how you feel best and you really can't handle grains, like I understand this might be a challenging time for you, like legitimately. And I'm not trying to sugarcoat that. Um, having for us, we'll do like can we've got some canned salmon, we've got canned mm. sardines, mm-hmm. canned tomatoes. I feel like with beans, rice, tomatoes, and just the spices that I already have, if I can get a little bit of fresh food, I'm like, we're good. You know, mm-hmm. like we can make mm-hmm. a meal that is reasonable, that's nourishing, that's filling, satiating. Um, and I would say too, like having, as far as your sort of produce ideas, I've been just trying to buy a lot of what's available. So I've been only going to the store once a week, which usually I'm more of like a every couple mm-hmm. days, like, oh, pick up this little thing, this mm-hmm. little thing at the little local shops. Um, but I've got meat in the freezer. Maybe not everybody eats meat. Mm-hmm. We do. Um, but I'm using less of it, you know, just more because I, I want to make it stretch a little bit. And we do eat mm-hmm. eggs as well. So mm-hmm. we're having more, for the most part, I'll kind of break down mostly my day is like a green smoothie in the morning. And a lot of that is just to simplify it. I've got, you know, I'll freeze greens. Like this is a great mm. thing. If you've got like. That's interesting. That's a good idea. Yeah. Cause yeah, you, get, you like, never usually would, but now with smoothies, who cares? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's yeah. like buy, if you if your store has a bunch of kale, Finish. buy five bunches yeah. of kale and mm-hmm. just rip them off the Chop stock. Them and freeze it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And keep it in a Ziploc bag in your freezer. So you've got that. Obviously you can freeze, you know, bananas and berries and all that. Right. Um, so doing that has been great in the mornings and I'll, you know, I'll do a half an avocado or maybe some raw cashews or coconut oil in there for a little fat. Um, in the afternoon, we'll usually do some sort of like bean rice egg dish, maybe have a little meat, but usually it's something like that with, with a veggie and we've got some frozen veggies too, but I'm trying to keep those to like save those. Right. So yeah, if I can. What, 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 what kind of rice? I mean, I know rice is one of those things where it's, it's a carbohydrate. It's not necessarily super nutrient dense. Like, are you using yeah. a certain type of rice, which is better than others? I don't. I mean, I know okay. there's been like a lifelong debate between white rice and brown rice. Right. I've heard, <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> the research is split. Yeah, it is. Like, mm-hmm. I like the taste of both. So some days we have white, some days we have brown. You know, I just got some cool, actually the store, this is something stores have been out of a lot, but I found some like really cool jade rice. So it's green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never even seen yeah. that. I'm like, I've Purple been a grocer. rice is good. Forbidden rice is great. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. even just those kinds of things. Um, I don't think, yeah, I don't think you're getting nutritionally anything like vastly better from one rice or not. Okay. I just okay. think rice is yummy and it's filling. And then at dinner, there's going to be probably some version of that. We haven't been eating as much raw stuff. I will say that like, and partly that's a little bit COVID related, you know, just cooking mm-hmm. our vegetables more. But I'll steam up a bunch of broccoli or roast a bunch of veggies in the oven and just have them for, you know, however, three, four days and then do another batch. And then it's just kind of getting creative with our proteins, you know, so it might be lentils. Another great thing is just to make like a huge batch of soup, chili, you know, with lots of veggies in there. Yeah. So you're really really advocating kind of like big batches store in the fridge for later. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I, people forget you can actually saute veggies or roast veggies and put them in the fridge and they're, it's not as awesome necessarily. Um, but it's, it's effective. But it's there. Yeah. It's there. effective. And actually yeah. there's some research that talks about, and I'm sure you know this with like roasting off or cooking starches and then cooling them and reheating them actually makes them like, what is it? Like creates like an insulin resistance. Like, so it's, yep. it's better for your digestion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure how that changes if it's like, changes the prebiotic like on those certain fibers like sweet no. potatoes and yeah. it doesn't yeah, yeah, change yeah, yeah. okay right. no no uh-huh. that'd be more your your yeah. arena but That's but it. so that kind of thing and then i mean also like have some snacks that you like around because 
Like if you're like, I really like potato chips, like find some great potato chips and have oh, some potato chips. Like yeah. for crying out loud. Like, Good. Thank God. All right. <laughs> all right. Yeah. The, the best ones just are all clear of the Trader Joe's they have his new ones, dark rusted potato chips. They are the, the single greatest potato chip you'll ever have in your entire life. So I highly, really? if you can get the RT, oh my gosh, it's next level. Next level. Okay. So next I'll say level. our favorite potato chip is the Boulder Canyon. Oh yeah. Um, pretty good. The salt, salt and pepper. Pretty. Oh, pretty so good. you think the Trader Joe's are better? Okay. Oh, right. not, not, not in the same league. Really? Uh, all right. Any other questions from the group? Doesn't look, oh, uh, let's see. So I think we answered Aaron's question. I think that was nice. Um, I mean, I, I think this has been super helpful. Kai, what, anything else that you want to throw out there to the, to the, no, I, the, the, my only the other, the only other question I was thinking about are, you know, are there any other immune supporting foods or berries that, that you can recommend we add to our shopping list? I know, yeah. you know, eating oranges for vitamin C is, you know, an example that I, I kind of go to often, but is there anything right. less obvious that you can share with us? Yeah, it's sort of funny. And I know, Kylie, I can just tell like you're a lot younger than I am. But I think that's kind of like our old school way of like, yeah. oh, vitamin C, oranges. Um, and I think that's fine. If you like oranges, eat some oranges. Um, you know, having, I, I think really having a good pro probiotic, and I'm not just saying that with you guys, I say that with all my clients. It's one of the few things I recommend, like as a supplement, having a good probiotic is great. Um, I think then as far as just whatever vegetables and fruits, like you're never going to do yourself, unless you have an allergy, you're never going to do yourself harm by adding some more fruits and vegetables to your diet as much as you can, you know, as far as access and everything. So I'd say doing that and think about for people who are kind of struggling with the food thing and going like, man, I, you know, I want all these snacks and, you know, getting in line with that, like enjoy, enjoy yourself, give yourself a break, certainly. But something that I, I really like that um, Institute for Integ Integrative Nutrition, my health coaching school talked about was they talked about the idea of kind of like crowding out certain foods. So it's not that you're saying I'm not going to eat the chips, but it's like, okay, well, let me eat the nourishing foods first. Let me eat the, you know, the sauteed broccoli and whatever my, my good fruits, putting some extra berries in my smoothie. I think one, one great little trick about, especially with a smoothie and with kids, if you've got kids is putting some baby spinach in your fruit smoothie because you don't taste it. Unlike kale, which definitely asserts itself, you know, yeah. Baby spinach kind yeah, of spinach, is, right? spinach in the smoothie for the kids is the go-to. Yeah. And why is it green? Because the Hulk drinks green. I love it. <laughs> don't, you love, don't you wonder Hulk kids smoothies. Do Hulk smoothies <laughs> and Hulk pasta. I do the same thing. I'll blend up spinach in, um, in their pasta. Idea. Sauce. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. It's the creativity of parents. But I think those little things, you know, even like shredding a little bit of zucchini in or doing some um, cauliflower into your, into your smoothie, just those little ways to add veggies to something that maybe you wouldn't normally get, get veggies on or, you know, chop up a, a bell pepper and onions and put them in your egg. So I think those kinds of little things. Actually, questions came in from Erica. Um, hey, Erica, we talked to Neil before. It's good to see you again. Uh, she has a question around MS, like like okay. me, and she's worried about uh, MS. In fact, we are, our immune systems are actually overactive, but the medication we take actually compromises them intentionally to, to kind of tamp down that immune response. Uh, she's always liked elderberry. Uh, do you know if there's any issue with taking something that's helping your immune system when taking an immunosuppressant as well? That's a question yeah. I get a lot, too. I'm sure, and I was gonna say, you probably would be better answering this than I am because of the MS piece, but you know, there's just two quick things that I would say. Number one, talk to your doctor first. <laughs> right, obviously, obviously. Yep. 
Um, and then the other pieces there's, so as far as the medications themselves, there's no, um, contraindications. I always right. say that word wrong. So if I said it wrong, nope, you got sorry it right. guys. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, but so there, there are none of those with elderberry. So there's nothing specifically unlike, you know, like a grapefruit seed extract where you've right. got some specific things. Um, but that is a tricky one. The, the biggest thing I've talked with people about are people who have Hashimoto's. Mm -hmm. So obviously a different kind of autoimmune situation, but what they've done, and this is per their doctor's advice, is to take elderberry really only as needed. So they wouldn't mm -hmm. be the people who would necessarily take a teaspoon a day. It would more be, uh, I've got a little throat tickle, or I'm starting to get a stuffed up, you know, or my allergies are kicking in, and they might take it for a few days or a week at a time. But yeah, and Erica was her name. I didn't. Is that right? Yeah. The one mm -hmm. who just Erica. Oh, yeah. Erica. Yeah. Well, hey, I give you a lot of credit for working through MS because that is no joke. Like I. I I know from, from friends who experience that, that you have to be pretty vigilant. And, you know, I would just, I would say chat with your doctor about that and Stefan, maybe you've got some. Yeah, no, I definitely, I've, I've talked a lot. I mean, there's definitely, you know, the drugs that you take for a lot of these autoimmune diseases actually act on particular types of cells and immune system. There's lots of immune system type cells or a few, I should say. Um, and so certainly, uh, Elibrary does not seem to actually counteract with the ones that that the that the other autoimmune that the immune suppressors suppressors actually are, are targeting you still need an immune system even when you're immune suppressed because <laughs> otherwise right, you'll right. always be sick so so right. boosting it uh not boosting but supporting it its natural kind of response has been effective and at least my doctors it, it's been i get the flu shot every year as well which is you know a different type of, of, of immune um kind of booster uh, and that's, I always was asked the same question. Should I be getting a flu shot? If I have this yeah. drug that's taking my immune system down, the doc's like, absolutely. That's, you need to have, the body still has to be vigilant and be trained to be watching for um, pathogenics uh, and, and things that come into your body that shouldn't be there. So, but it's a great question. That's really good to know though. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, gosh, folks, uh, no other questions. I think this, I, this has been so educational. Hopefully everyone got some stuff out of it. Elderberry, uh, shopping tips, health tips. I think you the, the way you led the hour with some really simple and practical things that don't require any money, frankly, it's, you know, yeah. moving around, it's getting some, it's getting sleep, which I know is so important and so hard right now, putting the phone away, it is. Uh, it getting, is. and getting, getting out of the news, frankly. Um, that's yeah. kind of getting out is, is, is uh, important. But. You're so right. Well, thanks Thank you Cassie. for having me. I really yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for doing it. the call and, and uh, thanks for answering the questions. Yeah, of course. Stay My safe pleasure. Y'all stay well. Okay. You too. Bye. Thank you. See you, Cassie. All right. Bye-bye.